Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her fucking life Oh, my God. Stuff. You F-worded it right out of the gate. <laughs> I know sometimes I do that. That's right. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And we have a special guest today. We do. Are you going to say cute music? Oh, shit. You're right. Except, you know what? Here's the thing. Oh. The music for this segment sucks so bad that I have a hard time actually wanting it to come on. You wanted me to do this music. Fine. Cue music. Hello, 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 hello. We welcome you today. Shut up. Okay, well, we want to introduce our special guest. Who do we have today, Shelley? Today our special guest is Jessa. She is a patron and listener of the show, and we've invited her on because she has a fabulous story to tell for our spirituality segment, which is still going because we're still in July, am I right? Yeah, and we took a little break last week because we wanted to talk about Trek in uh, recognition of Pioneer Day, mm-hmm. which by the time this airs, that will already have occurred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're getting back to spirituality now, and hello, Jessa. Say hello to all the fans. Hi, everybody. Everybody. They're saying, hi, Jessa. You just can't hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, like raise a, your hand if you're saying hi to Jessa. Yeah. Hi, hi, Jessa. Hi, Jessa. has <laughs> been around since pretty much the beginning, yeah, if I'm thinking. I think, oh, yeah. I think when I started listening, you guys only had like a couple episodes up, maybe three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we must not totally suck because you've stayed on board. Oh, definitely. No, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, oh, but now you. she felt pressure to say that we don't nah, suck. Nah, nah. So Jessa brought us some hooch. Ooh, pour some hooch in that ice what, Yeah. Yeah, what is this again? Um, it is cherry. Yeah. Um, I believe there is some sugar in there. There are some cherries in there too. It's like cherry and Everclear age for a few years. Oh, nice. I can't guarantee <laughs> that it doesn't need more aging. I don't know. My <laughs> alcohol tastes are light on the alcohol, heavy on the sugar. It's gotcha. gonna age in my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna it's called stomach age. Here, here, muscles. Will you open that? Let me please? open that for you, little lady. I'm a little sweaty Hashtag down here in the sturdy den. Sturdy girl. Sturdy girl. <laughs> sturdy girl teas are now oh. available mm-hmm. on our website. If you go to latterdaylesbian.org/shop, <laughs> uh, you can see a sturdy girl tea. This is a great time to give a shout out to Red Bubble, our little partner there for all things swag. Oh, I was gonna things. bring up Red Bubble. You guys have a Red Bubble because they can do teas through there. Yeah. yeah. Do you you know about Red Bubble? Mm-hmm. Look at Jessa. She's in the know. Jessa. Jessa, you and your Jessa. knowledge. Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Where Jessa. Where you been? Uh, I can also teach you guys how to do stuff with your phones if you have any questions. I'm actually pretty good with phones. Okay. Oh well, you know yes. what? That we will talk later because I'm about to release some ringtones for patrons. <gasps> ringtones! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll talk. Um, oh, but Redbubble. So... If you click on the link that I've put on our shop page, it'll take you to Redbubble and you can see that particular color I've selected on that particular style. But that does not mean you have to be limited to either style or color. You can choose different colors, lots of styles. There's women's fitted tees, men's uh, baseball shirts, hoodies, Mm -hmm. lots of different stuff. So go check it out. Okay, should we get to patrons now? Do you want to do patrons? You want to talk about what we did last week? Oh, well, you know, we're, by the time this airs, you know, we'll, what we will have done is our 100K party. In one hour, our 100K party starts, and I am so pumped. I have no idea who's coming, who's not. I don't care. It could just be the three of us getting drunk and celebrating. With Milad. With Milad. We know mm-hmm. Milad will be there. Yes. And we have a special guest on her way all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. Isn't that right? Yeah, Grace is coming, and we're actually going to be interviewing her tomorrow for an episode, like, in a week. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That'll come out. Um, yeah, I get so confused with the timing. But she is going to also be part of our spirituality series. Isn't that correct? I don't know. I don't remember. But she's okay. a patron, and her Patreon tier gets her an interview on the podcast. So boom. So boom. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, I want to announce our new patrons. We're still crushing oh, yeah. it. Still got five new patrons last week. So excellent. Yeah, and thank you. First, we have Rachel B H. Oh, not to be confused with Rachel B.S. It's B.H. Okay. Is there a Rachel B.S.? Uh-huh. Then Sarah W. and Savannah T. Those are our two S's for the week. Then we have Taylor D. and Clara W. Thank you so much to all of you. Thanks, everybody. Our next Patreon goal is 150, and we are right under 130 right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you guys want some more swag, keep signing up. Yeah, we'll do a giveaway. I think we're going to give away um, a T-shirt. 
on oh, the next one. I like that. Yeah. We've been busting our asses lately, by the way. We've got a couple more after shows in queue. We're getting ready to be released. So I think we're I think we're kind of getting our shit together, Jessa. What we're do you getting think? There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dan Good. is editing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, an after show, I believe, as we speak. Oh, Dan. But Dan, he's so talented. He is a talented guy. Dan at Extension Audio. <laughs> so this would be the Cadaver Gums after show? I think that uh, comes yes. after pizza. No, porn. you're right. Pizza porn wow. and cadaver gums. Jessa is on it. Jessa is like, <laughs> like, almost disturbingly, like her memory is ridiculous. <laughs> is like I want to take her to Vegas and count cards for us because she's a badass. A little bit Rain Man. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I love it. Bring it. So you see, it's like this. My uh, home situation is not great. Mm-hmm. So I listen to podcasts. Almost all the time to you know stay sane and <laughs> right. Latter Day Lesbian is among them. I I promise I listen to podcasts other than just Latter Day Lesbian over and over and over. <laughs> I try not to be weird about it. But, Girl, you uh, be as weird yeah. as you want. <laughs> we, be we, as weird we like as weird. you want. It's really okay. <laughs> I know. We, we're right. we're kind of weird ourselves. You know, I can name been... all your kids in order. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, youngest, took me youngest a while. Oldest, go. <laughs> Smashy, Philip, Sabrina. Simon, mm-hmm. wow, Genevieve, Gavin, Lincoln. Oh my God! Wow. I seriously can't do that. That's amazing. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't. I'd never practice youngest to oldest. I always practice. That's where I youngest. threw you off. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, you. It's yeah, like yeah, say yeah, the yeah. alcohol backwards. Like that was the shit I was trying to pull That's with amazing. you. That's amazing. I know. I'm impressed. I mean, I'm I the really second am. oldest of ten. So oh. And that is going to be part of the story you're going to be yep, telling yep. pretty soon oh, here. Wow. A friend of mine is middle kid of 11, and even I can't name all 11. Wow. It helps that I haven't met all of them. Huh. That's true. Well, that's very impressive. And I'm going to taste the taste cherry it. Everclear Do stuff. It. Yeah. And then pass it over. Okay. My turn. I hope it's good. If it's not good, oh. I understand. My yeah, turn. I'm going to put some more in here for you. Oh. Do you drink it all? Um, spill, well, I only, I only did a little... Sample. That's really, oh shit. That's yeah, that's good. really good. It's dangerously Yay! good. Oh wow. Yeah, don't want to drink too much of that. If you know what I mean, I do and I don't. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I that's love dangerous. Just with that. Okay, oh, we're gonna, I'm so glad. We're gonna mm-hmm. put that right. Away okay, let's from me. um. Should we get really quickly? Yeah. So took the kids to King's Dominion. Right again. It's right. Kind right, of like right. a weekly goings on in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And it, interesting, we had a listener who. Well, you posted pictures. I did. I posted pictures of, of myself and my ex, Brent, and all the kids at King's Dominion having a great time. And we got a, an interesting email from a listener who I actually adore this listener, appreciated what she had to say. Yeah, we've met her. Yeah, we've met her. Yeah. She's freaking fantastic. Yep. Love her. Um, and but she had some concern that me going with the kids to a theme park and you know posting pictures with my ex and kind of like this family deal, me and my ex and the kids would hurt you, Mary. So she was standing up for you and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, if I were Mary, that would really hurt my feelings. I would be so hurt and angry. And I appreciated that she was writing in with concern for you. And so I was like, Mary, is this okay? I read it to Mary and, you know, got her response. And what what was your response, Mary? Yeah, it's all a bunch of crap, people. God damn it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You know, I have, I feel like I've come a long way Mm -hmm. on this front. And I had another... A listener letter directed to me asking if I ever felt threatened or jealous of the relationship with you and your ex and the kids and feeling like that's a that's a family and then there's me and I yeah. think that's how this other listener was feeling and her situation was really similar mm-hmm. like her partner had kids with an ex and it was like all about navigating that right. situation and it's not easy mm-hmm. it's not easy but it has gotten a lot easier mm-hmm. and there was a time in the beginning. Where I did kind of feel like a, how many people? Ninth, tenth wheel? You've been, you've been tenth, tenth wheel. <laughs> tenth wheel. <laughs> you know, when all of you get together. Did I do the math right? Jessica, keep us honest. No, seven kids, two parents, not Yeah, it would tenth, be tenth wheel. Mm-hmm. Tenth wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like uh, you guys have come so far also from when you were first separated and working all the logistics of that out and money plays into that. And mm-hmm. it was tense for a while. Sure, yeah. But you guys have worked that out. You guys are great friends. I see that. I see the kids enjoying the relationship. The kids, they know that I'm in the picture. Absolutely. They know that Brent's girlfriend is in the picture and Mm -hmm. everybody gets along. I enjoy hanging out with Brent and his girlfriend. Right. It's just gotten to be so much easier over time. And I think it means so much to your kids to see how you guys are friends and and how relatively healthy it all is, you know? Yeah, Brent and I didn't want... and, And listen, every divorce is different. 
I'm not saying this is how you should do your divorce, but when Brent and I were starting to talk about splitting up, we knew that we didn't want the situation where it was like, okay, two days out of the week and every other holiday visitation kind of thing. We don't even have a visitation schedule set up. We are just taking care of the kids. Yeah. And it works well for us. It might not work for everyone. Interesting though, Brent, he said that he got a little bit of shade thrown on him on him from his like Facebook friends saying, you know, you're setting a bad example for the kids the way that you're posting with you and your ex-wife and all of them. And, really? And that the kid it will confuse the kids. I'm mm. like, our kids are so not confused. So kids similar response. No, kids are not dumb. Kids, kids understand mommy doesn't live here anymore. Mommy has a girlfriend. Daddy has a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, they're not dumb. That's interesting that some of his Facebook friends or whatever had a similar response. Well, people view divorce as it needs to be ugly. You get divorced because you hate each other. You get divorced because someone cheats. You get divorced because someone's abusive. Well, sometimes you divorce because, you know what, this shit ain't working. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we have to hate each other. It doesn't mean that either of us did anything extremely horrible to the other. It's just this isn't working. And so... Why not continue to raise the kids together? Why not continue to go on quote unquote family trips? We are still a family. Mary, you know, and Mary's even said that. Well, you are a family, Shelly. Like Brent is the father of your kids. Both sets of grandparents are blood related to your kids. It's not like there's this big separation. It's not like now. that changed. Yeah, it didn't change just because paperwork said we're not married. Well, and I'm invited to all these things. Of I just course. was working the day yeah. that you all went to King's Dominion. And yeah, it was there's never hot been a thing hell. that's like, sorry, Mary, this is only for family. <laughs> Fuck that. You right, are family. And right, the kids right, look right. at you as family. And Brent invites you to everything. So for those of you who are concerned that Mary is hurt when I go and do things with um, Brent and the kids, Mary is always invited. She goes to a lot of the things. Brent's girlfriend goes to a lot of the things. She actually met us there at King's Dominion that day. Um, We're just really a bunch of happy people trying to do what's best for the kids. And the kids just have more adults in their life who love them. And do you ever feel like the kids have been confused about why you and their dad are friends still? Never as to why we're friends. Never. At the beginning, I remember Smashy when she was younger. I mean, she'd have been about four saying, you know, when are you moving back in? And mm-hmm. that, of course, break, broke my heart. But she didn't understand. She didn't understand the relationship. And she does now. It was new. Back yeah, it was then. very new to her. She thought I was just moving out to for no, and then coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because she's young. But there's no confusion at this point as to who's where and why. It's like mommy and daddy still love each other, but we weren't we weren't good being married. Mm-hmm. And she gets that. I mean, yeah. she did ask me, are you sure that Mary's not actually a boy? Yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but it's good now. And, and the, the great thing is, is it's such a good divorce that there's not a lot of explaining we have to do to the kids because there's no, well, daddy did this, so I had to blah, blah, blah. It's simply the marriage wasn't working for us anymore, and we wanted to be the best parents we could be for you, and that involved getting divorced. Well, it would be odd if one of your kids, maybe the older ones, said, you know, mom or dad, I think that one of you should stay home because you all are divorced and should act like a divorced couple. Yeah, they would never. <laughs> Can you imagine when the kids be like, oh, I don't understand why mom's here at the theme park with us. This is dad's day with us. <laughs> no way. They're always like, yay, mom's coming. And, and even Cassie will be like, is Mary coming? Like, it's just more fun, more people to love. So those of you who are concerned, super appreciate your concern. Nothing to be concerned about. This is These are conversations that Mary and I have had. And I wouldn't want to do anything that hurt Mary that would make her feel like She's on the outside. Yeah, or and I don't know if you know me, listeners, but I'm not really a wallflower. Well, I kind of fucking tell me what she feels. <laughs> I would tell you. And you know, to that point, and we will wrap this up. Mm-hmm. It was difficult for a while, sure, and it's just gotten a lot easier. Yeah. So there time. you go. You time. Know? I mean, time doesn't necessarily heal all things because Brent and I could have spent the last two years fighting and being jerks to each other. But time and trying to improve yourself and improve relationships, that's what makes things easier. Yeah. And I don't actually get jealous because I don't think it would be possible, Shelly, for you to adore me any more than you do. Mm, It's true. I do adore you. I know. Hearts are coming out of their eyes right now. (laughs) And you're under boob. Okay. All right. (laughs) I didn't hear anything. Uh Uh All right. So there we go. Okay. I think we've uh, properly um, talked about that subject. What, the under boob? (laughs) Never enough. Why don't we lead today with a he said what? Okay. Oh, Jesse, you get to be part of this. Yeah. That's fun. I know how to count to three. (laughs) But do you start from three or go to one? Because that's the confusion. I can do both. Which will let's. Three, two. What? Okay, you want three, K one? Okay. All right. We'll do you, that. You count it down. Go ahead. Three, two, 
one. He said what? <laughs> oh shit, that was that so was good. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Will you come every week and just put he said yeah. what part? Oh my God, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, today's he said what was just too damn easy. It's, you know, anytime we're, we're running low on time, we're like, oh my God, I need a he said what? I need a he said what? All you got to do is go to our good old friend, Dallin Asshat Oaks, because he'll have something. <laughs> so it's Dallin A.H. Oaks. Dallin A.H. Oaks. Dallin Asshat Why do Oaks. these assholes always have initials, too? <laughs> I, you know, they Does, all, Do they think it sounds all, fancier? Yes. Everyone in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and I hate calling them apostles because they're not, and the, the head three, they all have, like— their name and an initial and a last name or a first initial like J. Reuben Clark. He's been dead forever. Um, M. Russell Ballard, Richard G. Scott. I don't know. It's just become this thing. It's like a, it's like a, it's to differentiate it's a Mormon him thing. with, it's um, totally a Mormon thing. It's to differentiate him from all the other Dallin Oaks out there. <sighs> Cause there's a billion of them, right? Just like <laughs> Go- Gordon know. B. Hinckley. Cause there's so many Gordon Hinckley's running around. Yeah. Maybe he's dead too. Maybe so. The women do it too. Once they get up into the, well, they don't actually ever get into the upper levels because there aren't upper levels for women. But when you are, what about that like relief society job? That uh, uh, Sherry L. Do. All right. So here is this lovely, lovely quote from Asshat Oaks. This was said in 1984, and I'm pretty sure his opinions have not really changed much since because of he said some asshole things a couple weeks ago. Anyway. One generation of homosexual marriages, and I like how he put marriages in quotations. Oh, yeah. Okay, one generation of homosexual marriages would depopulate a nation and, if sufficiently widespread, would extinguish its people. Our marriage laws should not abet national suicide. Oh, really? That's what he's comparing it to? He's like, if we allow gay marriage, then everyone will have gay marriage and then there'll be no more babies. And yet somehow I bet he is anti-gay couples adopting. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Of course. And, <laughs> of course he is. Well, it's so silly because let's say that tomorrow all the women in the world became lesbians. Let's just say that hypothetically. Um, is he going to close down sperm banks to make it impossible for women to procreate? <laughs> because most women, not most, some women have a very strong maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. I am not one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Shelly's kids. Mm-hmm. I really like you, but you know. You don't want to nurse them? Get along. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stay away from my boobies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, really, do we do we have a population shortage going on? Is no. that what's happening? And why they would... think they think Europe is dying. Yeah. Because I don't know, maybe there are fewer white people in Europe than they're used to. They're saying there's white yeah, this is the problem uh, okay. is they're like, Well, there's not enough white people. They don't say that specifically, but I mean, come on. Uh, and who cares? If you if, if you legalize gay marriage, it doesn't suddenly make everybody gay. I mean, we we think gay people are what maybe ten percent max of the population in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't think there's still ninety percent. Yeah, there's still ninety percent of the world that can bonk and have babies. Like, bonk. <laughs> and honestly, if everybody were gay, I mean, gay people can still have heterosexual sex. They That's may not true. be into it. They might have a difficulty. Yeah. You know, they you still know, might do it. But right. I mean, and it's still entirely well, possible. And there's yeah. turkey basters for God's sake. There's turkey, turkey basters <laughs> and trans people. Yeah. So many options. Oh, who is that uh, trans male who um, a few years ago, maybe it's been longer than that now, he and his wife couldn't have a baby. She couldn't get pregnant. So he carried the baby. Oh, yeah. I, do yeah, remember yeah. This? I don't remember his name, but yeah, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's still a way to have babies, people. Well, the problem with people like Asshat Oaks is that they are so set in their belief that God is this traditional God and needs everything to be this traditional way. The way um, that he views the world. Exactly. Exactly. So things have changed. Yeah. Um, anyway, what a very asshatty thing to say. Ass yeah, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think his statistics are correct anyway. Personally, but. Well, I just think he sucks ass. And hey, uh, Mormons, if you're listening, he's the next in line to be your prophet. So right. yay! Get ready for that. God, it's what a time. train wreck! All right, let's move on to a foom pod. Oh my goodness, this one neither of you guys are going to know. I don't care if you've studied. There's no way you know this. Come Jessa. on, Jessa, okay. help me so, out. So, by the way, <laughs> listeners, Jessa has never been a Mormon. Is not a Mormon. She's never some, she was something totally different. But she studies that shit, and I think she might know more than me. But I know you will not know this. Okay, okay. Why don't you both say cue music? Okay, okay. one, two, three. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Are you guys ready? Yep. Wow. What's today's
is foom pod. You know, somebody was saying it should be fum pod because it's fucked up, not fooked up. I mean, we <laughs> can say whatever. We can, it's we like call people who say Nutella. Hazelnut. Oh, well, that's what true. I say? Nutella. Do you have any Nutella? Oh, I say Nutella. But I it's do. Hazelnut. It's a hazelnut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Words are funny. English is funny. It, it really foom, is. It's, it's foompod. It's stuck that I way. I like well, foompod. If we actually said it how it's phonetically spelled, it would be foompod. Because there's a T and a D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's stick okay. to foompod. Foompod. All right. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is tight like unto a dish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tight like a dog dish. Uh, this one goes out to Skylar. Thank you, Skylar. Oh, fuck you, Skylar. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, Skylar. Where do you find these things, Skylar? Yeah, tight, tight like, like a, a dish. dish. Well, I don't think we're talking about Shelly's abs here. <laughs> Not at this point, no. <laughs> nope. How about my underboob? It's pretty tight. Uh, but then, remember, this is a Mormon saying. Okay. Yeah, they've never seen my underboob. Mm-hmm. Dallin has never seen my underboob. Why would a dish <laughs> to be my tight? Knowledge. Why would a dish be tight? I know. Like you guys are dish? so fucking off. Oh, we're just discussing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we're trying to guess. Oh, okay, so I'm, in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> easy. <laughs> She's a little buzzard trigger happy. It's okay. I know you want to get. I'll let you guys discuss amongst tight yourselves. Like unto a dish, not a okay. drum. Are you sure that's not a typo? Either a dish isn't what we're thinking of it as a dish, or tight satellite it doesn't dish. mean what we think <laughs> it, it does. Huh? Where would this expression come into play, though? Who would say it in re- in reference to what sort of? Yeah, give thing? us a cl- give us a clue. Oh yeah, clue. Uh, okay, God said it. God. That does not count. <laughs> God said it uh, via some stupid prophet, uh, or was it uh, on a golden plate let, somewhere? Let, let me uh, let me scroll. Which is actually in a involved. Oh, I don't actually know who said it. Whoever who I don't know. Under a dish. Dishes are tight. Well, you guys huh? just want to give up already. It's you know we got a party to go to in forty okay. minutes. <laughs> okay, we give up. All right. Cue buzzer. Okay, this is so much fun. <laughs> so in the Book of Mormon, okay, we know how accurate that is. Mm-hmm. That's actually the very first thing. And it, came to, <laughs> and it came to pass that Jared and his brother and their families and the Jared. friends of Jared and his brother and their families were jewelers. Went down, <laughs> went down in the valley, which was northward. I'm not going to read the whole thing. So basically, this is the Jaredites, which is a made up people. Jaredites. <laughs> uh, they prepare for their journey to a promised land. Why is it, by the way, that in religion there's so many references to people being given a promised land if they'll be obedient. This is another one of those cases. I mean, how many references are there besides the one in the Bible? The one and, in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. The, Book of Mormon. The, the Book of Mormon. That's what okay. I am. Mm-hmm. A, okay. it gives the people an incentive. So when God tells you that you're going to get a special land if you just do what he says, mm. A, it's a little bit of a threat. So it a sort of a negative incentive. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's like, and, do all the things, yeah, or you won't yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a justification for invading somebody else's land and killing everybody. No, That's you're right. True. This is our land. We're we're the great whatever. Yeah, we 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 are entitled to this better location, this land over God here. Promises the land God promises God milk said. and honey. Mm-hmm. God, right. Our God said it. We well, don't care about your God. That's and true. in the book of Exodus, I believe, uh, Moses was not allowed to go in because he didn't talk to the rock. To get water mm-hmm. out of it, yep, as yep, you do. Because he did one thing wrong. He struck it with mm-hmm. a stick or something. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a like, very similar story in this in this. Uh, yeah, because Joseph Smith is a plagiarist. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so basically, this is Jared and the brother of Jared, which by the brother of Jared is called the brother of Jared. Okay, this is throughout like the scriptures. In oh, that look, new heart show where it's is like, named. this is my brother Daryl and my other brother, brother Daryl. Right. <laughs> but you know what's funny is, so in, this, in the Book of Mormon, he's referred to as the brother of Jared, but but I, I'm almost positive with Joseph Smith. This might be something we need to call fact check Fanny about. Yeah, when is she going to um, appear on the scene, Very by soon, the way. very okay. soon. So I'm starting to come up with things that I don't know. Anyway, uh, after the Book of Mormon came out, people were like, well, what was the brother of Jared's name? And supposedly, I think it was Joseph Smith, got a revelation that his name was Moriankimer. Moriankimer? Right? Yeah. Did he just <laughs> drop a bunch of letter blocks onto the ground and invent a name? But isn't that funny that people would be so concerned, like, well, we want to know what his real name was. <laughs> oh, we'll ask God what his real name was. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so st- guys, so stupid. Okay, so the brother of Jared, so he's supposed to lead people to the promised land, okay? 
So it came to pass that when they had come down to the valley of Nimrod, that's the name of the valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Nimrod. The Lord came down and talked with the brother of Jared, and he was in a cloud, and the brother of Jared saw him not. It came to pass they did travel in the wilderness and did build barges in which they did cross many waters, being continually directed by the hand of the Lord. So now God's telling him where to go. You're going to go to the land of promise, which was choice above all other lands, which the Lord God had preserved for a righteous people. Just like you said, the righteous people mm-hmm. get the land, right? Yeah. Okay. And he sworn in his ma- his wrath, this is God talking, under the brother of Jared, that whoso should possess this land of promise from that time henceforth of forever should serve him, the true and only God, or they'd be swept off when the fullness of his wrath should come upon them. We haven't so come God's to the like, tight as a dish part yet, have we? Oh, it's okay. almost here. It's okay. almost here. But I, I, the story <laughs> is like, if you're righteous, I'll give you this land. And if you're not, I'll kill you. Carrot and a stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. carrot on the stick, and then if you get there and I give you this, and you're not exactly what I want you to be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with I'm gonna, the stick. I'm gonna hit you hard until you're dead. Or I can just use it to explain any sort of hardships that mm-hmm. you undergo. Like mm-hmm. God's planning. Yeah, God, yep, God's, God's planning with a, a, a divine blackboard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And holy chalk. Okay. <laughs> so there's like three more verses, long ones about how great the land is and how you better be good. It's a choice land and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage. Um, so all this made Mormons think that that is America because people like to read into that shit. Mm-hmm. Now, here we go. The Lord said, go to work and build after the manner of barges. So he's telling them how to build barges. It came to pass the brother of Jared did go to work and also his brethren and built barges after the manner which they had built according to the instruction of the Lord. Book of Mormon's boring as fuck, by the way. <laughs> and they were small and they were light upon the water, even like unto the lightness of a fowl upon the water. And they were built after a manner that they were exceedingly tight, even that they would hold water like unto a dish. And the bottom thereof was tight like unto a dish. And the sides thereof were tight like, tight like unto a dish. And the ends thereof were peaked and the top thereof was tight like into a dish. Like into a dish, you're right. <laughs> and the length thereof was the length of a tree, and the door thereof, when it was shut, was tight. Like, like unto like a, a dish. So tight like unto a dish is basically the description of these stupid barges that were built <laughs> so that these people could get to the promised land. How many land. cubits were in this barge? Uh, it doesn't barge. say. Um, there's more to it, but basically then this brother of Jared is like, oh, well, how are we going to breathe in there? There's nowhere to breathe. And so God tells him, well, you cut a hole in the top with a plug and a bottom with a plug so you can get this out. It's so weird. And then he's like, well, how, how are we going to see? It's dark in there. And so God tells him to collect 16 stones and go up this mountain with these 16 stones and set the stones at the top of the mountain, and then God touched them with his finger, each one, and made them light. And this was the first time any human had ever actually seen God's finger, and it was because he was faithful. Spoiler alert, it was actually God's dick. (laughs) (laughs) That God clearly has. Uh 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 (laughs) So these boat thingies were actually like spheres? Yeah, all I know is they were tight like unto a dish. I think he was saying (laughs) they were watertight. But, like, watertight boats, you can still, like, see out of them. You don't need to drill a hole. Well, apparently, um, he asked God, and God was like, well, the windows will break. And here we are again trying to make <laughs> sense of, oh, like, made so, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm beginning Barges. to think it's all fake. There we go. Oh, I didn't yeah. need to say it today. Like Jess like filled that in. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, there's a, your first little peek into the craziness that is the Book of Mormon. Wow. Yeah. Barges. Barges and, that are tight like into a dish. And approximately 50% of all the words in the Book of Mormon are, and it came to pass. It's true. It's oh, really? True. Why didn't they take some of that out? That makes for a lot of shitty reading. Because it l- sounds fancy. It That's does. True. It sounds all mm-hmm. Bible-y mm-hmm. and stuff. See also, um, what is that phrase? Even oh, Jesus even. Christ. Yeah, I don't understand it's that. It's the worst. I don't get that. No, it's, it's a holdover from like Jacobian English, King James uh, Bible English. Oh, I sent I sent Shelly a thing that kind of explained it. It's a holdover from from old language that is uh, completely unnecessary today. Mm-hmm. It's no, like for sure. a, a sort of emphasis. Even Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah those lame. Those, I hate hearing that in prayers and stuff. Well, that was an interesting foom pod right from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, right from the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Huh. Now, now uh, you guys can always say things. Well, I feel I'm feeling very tight, like unto a dish. <laughs> Water sounds like a, a weird Mormon pickup line. <laughs> so hey there, Sister Sally. Right? Are you tight? Like, like into, into a, a dish. dish? You better believe it. <laughs> sounds like a t-shirt. Uh, not any t-shirt that we're going to sell on our <laughs> website. My ass is tight like I do a dish. <laughs> there we go. I haven't made the... I tampered with my little factory t-shirt yet. That's still to, to come. That one's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't amazing. wait to see it. It's on route. 
or something. So do you want to un- introduce? Uh... Yeah. But before we do that, I thought we could read a letter from a listener and then maybe take a little break. Does that sound good? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> so this letter is from Jane. Jane says, hello to you both. Hi, Jane. Jane. This week, I drove from Salt Lake City to Vegas and back and listened to your podcast the entire way. I'm almost caught up to real time. As I drove through the Utah desert, I laughed and cried and raged alongside both of you. I felt so seen and so much less crazy. I'm 25 and have spent the last two years in faith crisis mode. Only two people know where I really am in my thinking and with my faith— and it is a scary and lonely place to be. I worry that leaving would mean jeopardizing all of my meaningful relationships and struggling even more to date in Utah. I just finished your episode about General Conference and really appreciated it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to all the sessions of the most recent conference. Oh, God, she went? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you poor sweetie. In desperate hopes that God would speak to me Mm -hmm. and tell me that all of that Mormon stuff was right that my mission was right, my years spent working for, especially for youth, were right, that it was all right. I went with a very TBM friend, and I remember so vividly when Russell M. Nelson spoke. We were both in tears. She was thinking about an inactive sister and mourning her lost soul. Mm -hmm. She had no idea that I was inconsolable because it all felt so wrong. Yeah. Wow. They were on a different page there. Oh, yeah. Even the prophet didn't accept me in my time of need. Nope. I was shattered. And it was such a bizarre experience to know that all of these TBMs around me were thinking I was feeling the spirit. Anyway, just wanted to say thank you for your honesty and humor. It's been a, quote, bomb in Gilead for this broken young single adult. I feel like she was trying to throw a foompot in there at the end. Bomb in Gilead? Bomb in Gilead. You don't know that? Oh, it's from the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this poor girl, I, there were plenty of times that I myself had felt guilty that I didn't feel close to God. And I was just thinking, well, it's because I'm not doing something right. And so I'm going to pray more and I'm going to read my scriptures more. And then I would have these prayers where I would just like beg and plead for God to just show me something. Let me feel some kind of presence, some sort of connection, anything. And it would just be emptiness. Yeah. Or some kind of confirmation that the Mormon church was the right way to go. You know, what's funny is I never prayed that. Oh, really? No. Yeah. I just assumed that if there was a God, then it was the Mormon church. Oh, okay. I never thought there wasn't a God. I just thought that I wasn't doing what I needed to do to have that connection. Oh. And so yeah, I Yeah, the would, fault lay with you. Yeah, of course. Of okay. course. And I would try so hard and pray and like wait and listen and try and just this emptiness mm. is so sad. That is sad. Um, so I get her pain where she's there. She is at conference, hoping that okay, this is the one last shot to make it so that my life has not been a waste in her mind. Like she served a mission, and so she's listening to the prophet, right? right? Sure, sure. Thinking he will say something that gives me this confirmation in my heart, and she gets zero zilch, nothing. And when she was saying she was working for essentially for youth, what is what do you think she was involved in? There? E- Efy. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's called, working for it? Yeah, it's called Especially for Youth. Oh, like Especially a, for yeah, Youth. Yeah, it's like a big guy. Uh, we'll do an episode We've talked on about yeah. it, but I was wondering what she said when I was working for Especially for you, yeah. Youth or all that work I put in. What is? What do you think she means by that? Uh, she's probably a counselor or something. Okay. It was, it's a pretty huge Mormon deal to send your kids to EFY is what they call it, and they have adult Mormons who plan and who are in charge of different groups of kids. It's like a big Mormon camp youth counselor. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So, yeah, I can imagine after all that time she's put into it and mm-hmm. then just to f- sit there in general conference and feel like this isn't real. Yep. And no wonder she felt shattered. Yeah. And then to sit by a friend and think that, and then the, know the friend is crying for a completely different reason. Right. Because she's mourning lost souls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Totally on a different page. Yep. That must have made Jane feel so alone in that moment. Oh, for sure. I can't imagine that. Absolutely. Yeah. It is such a shitty feeling, and I'm I'm betting that a lot of our listeners have had that feeling. It's hard to be a lazy Mormon. Like, you try really hard to do all the things, mm-hmm. and you try so hard to have that actual testimony that everyone else says that they have. I don't know of a lot of people who just kind of lazily do the Mormon thing, and then, eh, never mind, it's not for me, I'm gone. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's fine, too, as long as you fucking get out of the cult. That's great. <laughs> but I think a lot of us 
uh, as ex-Mormons are so damaged because we tried so hard. You put so much into it. So much into yeah. it and never got that feeling back from God, which is, it's, it hurts. It hurts yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so Jane is sort of at a crossroads right now, or maybe she's gotten to that place where her shelf is broken. Now what is she going to do? This will be interesting to yeah. see what where she goes from here. So Jane, I encourage you to keep us posted on your spiritual journey. Uh, what is that going to look like for you? Yeah, going and know forward? that you're not alone in this. You're no. not alone in this moment of life where you're like, shit. I, I I think I've wasted my life. Yeah, I think it's all a bunch of crap. Like you're not alone in in having those feelings. Yeah, just keep plowing forward. It Find takes what time works for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so keep us posted. Yeah, and best to you. Yes, thank you, Jane. Thanks for writing in. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we want to hear from Jessa. Okay, be right back, and we're back. Well, hey. Hey, everybody. I missed you. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so as part of the spirituality series, we realized in getting to know Jessa here that she's got kind of a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And she agreed to yeah. share it with us and all of you listeners. Right. So Jessa, how were you raised? What was your religion growing up? It was fundamentalist Christianity, a way of interpreting the Bible like a doctrine hermeneutics something something called Calvinism. Calvinism. There's two in uh, in Protestantism there are two main viewpoints through which you read and interpret the Bible. One is Calvinism and one is Arminianism. Whoa, mm. these are big words. Now, Arminianism posits among other things that humans have free will and can choose to accept God. Calvinism says humans don't have free will. Mm. Um, there are let's see there is a cute little acronym that explains the basic tenets of Calvinism, which is TULIP. T stands for total depravity of man, which is, you know, you're, you're born a garbage, sinful, worthless. Okay. So U is unconditional election, which means the people who God picks to be saved basically win the spiritual lottery. Jesus. Uh, you know, it's just random and senseless and has nothing to do with the person's own quality. It's just like— wow. Yeah, unconditional. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is elected, which brings us to L, which is limited atonement, which means Jesus didn't die for everybody, only some people, only the people really? that God elected to be saved from the beginnings of the earth, and it had nothing to do with their own personal qualities. Hmm. A, a, a small remnant of people. Wow. Yeah. That's so not Christian. Like, from what I, you know, know of Christians, like, Jesus died for everyone. Huh? Yeah, Interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Limited atonement. Hmm. Wow. Let's see. What's the I? The I is irresistible grace, which means if God decides to save you, then you're going to be saved and you can't, like, say no to the salvation, which is, like, kind of a nice part of Calvinism. What if Ex- you reject it? What if you're like, no thanks? Oh, I mean, God won't let you because you don't have free will, remember? Wow. <laughs> wow. And then— Perseverance of the saints, which I believe is a fancy way of saying once saved, always saved, which is like the one nice thing out of all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what if you're not part of the ones that get to be saved? Yeah, that's Then you're just shit out of luck. Well, how does that work? I don't get it. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. There God, you go. The mysteries. Elect. The mysteries. All we can do is pray to God and hope that we're saved and oh, like wow. look at the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. And now they don't talk about how if your kids have been raised this, uh, you know, to display these fruits, then they won't know whether it's because they're raising or because they're truly saved, which was wonderful growing up because my parents sure. did not put together these things that that we wouldn't be able to know whether we were saved because— Looking at the fruit of the Spirit, while well, we were raised to be good people and godly people and to display these fruits of the Spirit. But wow. my my parents didn't—they weren't, they weren't raised with this extreme communism. My dad was a reluctant Catholic, and my mom was mainline evangelical um, PCUSA, I believe, which is like a liberal-ish denomination of Presbyterianism. Yeah, that's what my mom is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did they end up in this Calvinistic— Thing. Well, my dad converted when he was a teenager, and I think my mom got into it uh, even more fundamentalist in college than they met in college, and they did Campus Crusade for Christ together. Mm. And I think it was Campus Crusade for Christ that really started them down on the path of fundamentalism. I hear it's a, a kind of a radicalizing agent for a lot of people. Wow, that's interesting. So if you wanted to go to one of these Calvinistic churches how do you find one is it is it really obvious what it is 
What you do is you search for certain phrases like Bible-believing. Huh, that's okay. that is a dead giveaway that you have a, f- a fundamentalist church right there. Okay, Bible so believing. Gotcha. but if you went to a fundamentalist church, that's not a guarantee that everyone in there is a Calvinist. It's true. It's true. Okay, um, there's a bunch of different strains of fundamentalism, and Calvinism isn't the only one. Yeah, wow. But this Calvinism is what I know. Yeah. So take us take us back. That's. I, I have just learned 73 new things right now, like in the last four minutes. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, I know. Where do you start? Yeah. yeah, like a billion questions, but I'm sure that, you know, as you go through your, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, why don't yep. you take us through your notes and then we'll just kind of jump in with questions yeah. as yeah. we have Feel them. Free because that's okay. It's long and complicated and a little hard to put into bullet points. But Let's yeah, I covered it. Tulip and that was one of my bullet points. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I have to, I have to um, make it very clear that this lack of agency was stressed, you know, Sunday after Sunday. It was a vital doctrine. My dad was the chief spiritual person because, you know, patriarchy. Right. For sure. So so why wouldn't you internalize that as, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm either saved or I'm not, so I'm going to do what I want. Because the Bible says that's not how it works. Gotcha. But if you, okay, so is it again like a carrot dangling, like you're not sure you're saved or not, so you do all the things just in case? Or do, is it revealed to certain people that they're saved? I think that people who are saved were supposed to have that assurance, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really any any way, you know, for years and years, I was, you know, had that salvation anxiety. Wow. You know, like I, just in case you're not, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, because I was, you know, terrified because we have heaven on one side, which hardly ever got talked about. And hell on this other side, which oh. was talked about, I won't say a lot, but a lot more than heaven. Yeah, like, it's, it's more, it's not like heaven's so great. It's like, just, you better not go to hell. Yeah, That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fear thing. It's, yeah. not, it's not an excitement to go to heaven. It's a fear oh, going yeah, to no, hell. I actually Oof. kind of forgot about heaven. I'm like, oh yeah, that thing that, my, if I don't get to, if I don't have to go to hell, <laughs> that, wow. that thing. Okay. I mean, what do they yeah, say whatever. hell is like? You know, I don't know, the worst thing you can imagine and worse than that, and forever and ever and ever. Gotcha. So hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wailing, yeah. gnashing of teeth, eternal yep. damnation, yep, yep, all yep. that stuff. And then what's Yikes heaven? And all fire. That stuff. What do you do in know, heaven all day? Talk, you know, We're not discussing the good parts, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the streets of gold are actually in the Bible. There's mm. like some descriptions of heaven, something, something, jeweled gates, something, something, praising God forever. You know, standard... Boring okay. heaven stuff. Pina like, coladas, that's what I want. And mm. I mean, screw <laughs> streets of gold and praising God forever. I want Dinotopia. Right? You know what Dinotopia? I don't, but it sounds oh, better okay. than... Di- Dinotopia is a fantastic book by James Gurney. We can look it up later. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I never There's read it. beautiful I... illustrations. Yeah, wow. no, I've, I've seen the book. Yeah. Well, I know heaven for me isn't having eternal spirit babies. I'm not about yeah. that. Life. No. no spirit babies. Well, all right, I have some questions. spiritual IUD. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, was there ever any kind of altar call no okay that would imply that we had a choice oh that's right so again i'm confused like how do you know like what if you're a new convert to this religion how do you know if you're going to be saved or not if you're a new convert i think you have a higher chance of feeling that assurance because there was a clear before and after Mm -hmm. when you're raised in this calvinism there isn't really a clear before and after but they can't tell anybody if you're actually saved or not. Yeah, no. We, we can't really t- tell from the outside if people are truly, real, true Christians. It's weird because, okay, in Mormonism, it seems like we're all good in this little Mormon bubble. All the outsiders are the ones who are fucked. Right. And it sounds like in Calvinism, you're not really sure even among your own congregation yeah. who's— Who's good and who's not? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Mormonism, yeah. it was pretty. You could pretty much tell who was good in that they had a temple recommend and wore their garments and pay their tithing. You know. Oh yeah, if you got that and temple recommendations, right? But but <laughs> you're you could, in, in Calvinism, it could be like the preacher, right? That might not yeah. be saved. Yeah. Because, now wow. there there are ways around this. There's some, you know, if you display the correct understanding of the correct doctrines of scripture, you know, if you Ugh. did all these Christiany sorts of things and and agreed with. X, Y, and Z doctrines, then these were indicators that you were probably saved. But you probably, didn't but yeah, have people from the outside could not tell. And wow, yeah, it was terrifying because this was emphasized over and over. This lack of spiritual agency, I call it. Wow. Yeah, free will was practically a dirty word. Do you think they wanted people to be guessing whether about their salvation the entire time, just for a reason? I don't know. Like to keep you on your toes, keep you trying. 
No, because they were, they were also like good works are as filthy rags unless you're you know, yeah, it's you're preordained, saved. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's what's the point? I don't know. Glorifying God. <laughs> I don't know. God, Even the man might be glory. like screw you in the end. You're not. Yep. How, you know, the suffering of people in hell also glorifies God. Oh my God, that's so nutty. Yeah. Wait, wait no, suffering of people in hell glorifies God. Yes. <laughs> Praising in heaven glorifies God, but also the suffering of people in hell glorifies God. Because that's the justice of God, right? Yeah, it's because wow. it's what God decided, therefore it wow, glorifies God. God's a douche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, question real quick. Calvary's you, God is a monster. Yeah. yeah before you go to your like next it. bullet point, um, at what age did you start to have like that anxiety and an understanding of this religion of yours? Because I can only imagine that would have caused any child some sort of anxiety, this talking about hell all the time. Like, how old were you when you first started realizing or having understanding of your religious beliefs? You know, I don't really know because I know when I was seven, we thought the world was going to end that year. But I remember my chief concern was being taking my baby blanket with me to heaven. Wow. <laughs> what year was this? Yeah, 94. Oh, well. You can actually look it up. Uh, there was a broadcaster, Harold Camping, um, and he, broadcasting on a family radio. Some listeners may or may not know what I'm talking about. And in ni- around 94... He was saying, I think the world's going to end in 94. This sounds familiar. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Did and your parents think it was yeah. true? My dad quit his job for the summer and stayed home all summer. We got to go to the, the swimming pool a lot. And wow. my uncle came to stay with us all summer. And um, my dad will say now that nobody saw him quit his job, I guess he is conveniently forgotten wow. that he did just that in 94. So back to... When I was figuring it out, yeah, I, I hadn't figured it out at seven. And then also my, my dad got more and more fundamentalist as the years went on. So he was a lot more liberal in hmm. 94. Liberal, huh? <laughs> I think there was, a, there was a version of the Bible that wasn't the King James in our house at the time. Oh. <laughs> wow. That didn't last very long. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know when I started becoming afraid, but I definitely had gotten to the fear, you know, when I was like a young teenager. Yeah. You felt fear. It was a fear-based thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was putting together the pieces that apparently my parents never did. And which pieces were those? That you have hell on one side and maybe heaven on the other, and you really can't know. As a kid raised in it, there is no before and after to to point to and say... I'm displaying the fruits of the spirit now. I must be saved. You know, and well, they never get a guarantee. Uh, it's like you yeah. never get to achieve that. Well, now have, I have a, a change of heart. I'm doing these good things. Yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm saved. You're just like, well, I was born into it and I don't know. And I'm just kind of doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With no assurance. Yeah. of Because I feel like the assurance of a positive afterlife propels a lot of people in their religion. They do a lot of things people they do. When they're afraid to go to hell. Yeah. Because fear is a is a pretty big motivator. Oh, for sure. But if you're not actually sure where you're going to go, I don't really understand the point of the religion. Personally. I don't know. Shut up and do it because God said. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Because yeah. I yeah. said so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so, yeah, there were so many nights that I laid awake and I was a teenager. This cold pit of fear in my stomach because I didn't have that salvation assurance. You know, I would go through the list. Okay. I am probably saved because I am displaying the fruits of the Spirit. And they're coming from my heart and not just from the outside. I must be saved. And I tried not to listen to the voice that said, but you've been taught this your entire life. You've been taught the, to display these fruits of the Spirit. It was wow. a mess. you know. And I would just do this until I calmed myself down a little bit and was able to go to sleep. Wow. But yeah, for so years So you had to provide your years. own assurance. Yeah. Because you weren't going to get it from God. Now, yeah, how, does, no, no. how does Jesus play into it? Uh, Jesus died for your, for the, Some the sins of the elect, oh, the, a small God. minority. So oh, Jesus isn't as cool as we thought. He's only dying <laughs> for like 56 people. Come on, Jesus, get it together. <laughs> Try harder. Yeah. My, the church never said like the exact percentage. Yeah. I believe Harold Camping might have said the percentage was like 3%. I didn't oh, hear that wow. directly from my parents, though. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the standard, you can't trust yourself. You can only trust the Bible, wow. which ends up being you kind of got to trust the nearest authority figure who can Bible study in circles around you because right. they know Greek and Hebrew and also can fudge around with numerology. And we're like, well, we can know that the flood happened in this year and something, something, a day is a thousand years. So blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Let me interject something about the fruits of the Spirit because— okay. um, 
Uh, did you ever hear that song about the fruits of the Spirit? It's been a long time, so I probably did. I always heard of the fruits of the Spirit from the Bible descriptions, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, gentleness, goodness, faith. Goodness, meekness, faith, right? That's in there. I think too. that sometimes it's translated as gentleness. Okay, gentleness. Yeah. Gotcha. So you felt like you were portraying those things, so maybe you mm-hmm. were saved. Yeah. Maybe, but not every day you felt that way. Some days you had a lot of fear that maybe that wasn't true. I would re- try to reassure myself with this fruit of the Spirit stuff on those nights when I was trying to sleep and I was just, you know, had the cold pit of fear in my were stomach. Were your parents reassuring at all? Like when you're going through this fear, we're like, oh, honey, you're fine. Was there any of that? Like, we, we got this. Um, I don't think I talked a lot about this with my parents. I do remember there was one time and I was, you know, I had a borderline panic attack. I called my dad at work, freaking out about being afraid that I wasn't saved. And I, I, I think he, he said something about pray to God and, and ask for assurance and keep asking to be saved if you're not sure. And I don't know, read the Bible and pray to God. I mean, it did None help a little bit at the time. Yeah, it doesn't, but it doesn't, but anxiety is going to creep back in because I'm guessing you probably didn't, didn't change. You weren't told that you were saved, so you still yeah. have this. this yeah. Wow. When yeah. did you start to question that? Because from what I understand, you're no longer a believer of this. <laughs> no. Okay. No. How did that, because in their spirituality, you know, we're kind of talking about where people landed, where pe- how people got there, and you have a <laughs> crazy, wacky background of where you were. So now what? What? Where? Did, how did you get out? Well, around, I think it was 2004, my dad started talking about, okay, the world is probably going to end in 2011. And also Harold Camping started talking about that, but my— So not 1994 anymore. Uh, yeah, no. It's 94 a, it's came a, and went without the world. fanfare. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, my Harold Camping was also pushing this. Uh, my dad will say that he was he's not a follower of Harold Camping. He came to his own conclusions. Whatever. Uh, Dad, if you listen to this, I love you, but also these teachings really fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, He's not listening. He would be really mad if he mm-hmm. heard. Well, I'm starting to think that this religion you're describing is all fake. <laughs> it's certainly harmful. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, world is ending. So now I have no community because we had stopped going to church because church wasn't holy enough. Really? It was another Harold Camping thing, the end of the church age. And let's see. So we'd stop going to church. I mean, we were living out in the country, so I had, like, no community. Yeah. And, yeah, there was, like, hell on one side and maybe heaven on the other. You know, so there's—I had no choice. The stakes couldn't be higher. I had no community to tell me other stuff except, I mean, like, the Internet. But, you know, the Internet. Mm-hmm. And um, and now the time is running out. Wow. Because the world's about to end. The world's about to end when I'm, like, 24. So did you really believe the world was going to end? I could never quite fully believe that we could know something like that, but I was too afraid to fully reject it mm-hmm. because believing all, all, all these specific things that we have no choice and the church age is over and tied up into the understanding of the church age was also this understanding about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So denying either one practically was a guarantee that you weren't saved. Mm. So I was too afraid to fully reject it. Got it. But when that date came and went, mm. yeah, I was like— well, I get I this is my official permission to um throw out everything that I see as harmful and that I can no longer accept wow. and rebuild from the ground up if I need to. Yeah, because that was two end of the world predictions yeah. that didn't happen, yeah. either one. So then you could be like, okay, well my shelf is breaking to borrow <laughs> yeah. a little Mormon expression. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the beginning of the doubt. I and mean, then... I'd I'd always had doubts yeah. and stuff. You know, hard a hard time ex- accepting some of the harmful stuff. You know, like the patriarchy stuff, and yeah. you know the injustice of you know the elect. The atonement's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, being that you're responsible for the the sin that you cause, but you can't take credit for any of the good that you do. Right. You know yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's like that parent that you know you get like. Straight A's and one C, let's say, and they're like, "What's with a C?" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> they don't yeah, notice yeah, like yeah. any of the good a cosmic scale. So your shelf was breaking <laughs> yeah. because the end of the world didn't happen again. Mm-hmm. I gave myself permission to destroy the shelf. Nice. Wow. So has it just been sort of a journey from there, where you know more and more doubt set in? It just you decided it wasn't for you. Like, how did you get to the place where you are now? Just giving myself permission to throw out the things that were harmful. Giving myself permission to not try to have to justify why I was throwing them away. How did you learn that you could give yourself permission? 
Because something that was a huge part of, you know, my spiritual upbringing had been proven to be completely false. Mm. And so I said, well, what else is false? Yeah. I can't say that this isn't biblical, but I can say that this is harmful. And if God is anything like a half-decent parent— He wouldn't do this. He's not, he's not going to—wouldn't do this. So yeah. I get to figure out my own truth, and I don't have to justify this to the people who can study scriptures in circles around me. Yeah, I, I ended up in a PCA church for a good eight years. I knew I wasn't going to be able to stay there because PCA is pretty fundamentalist. And after I left the PCA church, I started going to a Unitarian Universalist church. Mm, and that is where I am now, yeah. Oh, oh nice. You're going like, currently? Yes. Nice. Yeah. It's about the furthest away from how I was raised. Yeah. I was like, let me Google the nearest Unitarian Universalist. I feel like I should at least check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does that feel like a good fit? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be there forever. Right. But I like, I like it so far. I've been going for close to a year now. Okay. That's awesome. I like that you're not like, yes, this is the church I'm going to be at. It's like, well, I, it's working for me now. Mm-hmm. And it might not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It might not in 10 years. It might yep. forever. But I'm not going to hold myself to something that I don't know is going to be what I need. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You know, you said something that resonated with me, too. If God is not at least as loving as, like, relatively loving parents, why are we giving a shit about this yeah. guy? Why do we want to why worship want and that? honor a douchebag? Yeah. Be at least as loving as, like, you know, yeah. normally loving parents. Right. Yeah. I mean, isn't God supposed to be setting the example of what like a parent should be? Like a perfect yeah. parent yeah. should be? And, and, and words have to mean things because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. But if you go with that and just go, well, God's definition of love is, is beyond our understanding, mm-hmm. then ever, all of his promises mean nothing to us because words have to mean them. things to yeah. humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. I would think that God's love would be so much greater mm-hmm. than exactly a human's love, capacity to love. Yeah, yeah I, so couldn't, much I couldn't imagine that. having seven kids and being like, I'm going to save one of them. Yeah, I'll Maybe be, I'll be two, close to a couple of them. I'm going to lock the other seven in the basement forever. <laughs> yeah. Even no matter how hard they try, it doesn't matter. I picked the one that was cutest when it was born and the rest of you were fucked. Yeah, and that would be a hard God to be excited about worshiping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to be wanting to serve and make proud of you, like because he's a dick. But yeah, and well. if you're not even guaranteed a place in heaven, then why bother? Wow, it's amazing that that kind of religion can hold people. Well, and this idea of just worshiping a deity, God, are they that narcissistic that they need constant worship and praise all the time? We just do. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Who cares? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. That's what I say. I got bigger fish to fry, people. I know, right? (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) I got more shit to do. Well, that's interesting that you landed at the Unitarian Universalist Church. I've been to those before. I think Mm -hmm. they're fantastic. There's one actually in D.C. that I really like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to one Manassas. Okay. Haven't tried that one. Um, Yeah. What do you like about it? It doesn't tell you what to believe. Yeah. It concentrates on how we treat other people, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the most good here and now, mm-hmm. and finding our own meaning and stuff. Wow. Yeah. I like it. That is fantastic to go to a church that isn't telling you how to believe. Yeah. That's rare. Well, and they also don't just read out of the Bible. There's yeah. other like pieces of literature that they reference. The songs aren't just, you know, traditional mm-hmm. Christian songs. Although a bunch, of them, a bunch of the tunes are have been lifted, but, you know, hymn tunes are lifted from everywhere. For yeah. sure. Well, they yeah. should be like bar tunes yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. That's really interesting. Yeah. We'll have to have you on again. I'd love to. To talk about this some more. Yeah. We have to get to our 100,000 download party. Let's go. And so if you're listening right now and we were late to the party, we're sorry. But we're on our <laughs> way last week. It's my fault. I had a late start. I had to tie my bumper back onto my car. Oh, my oh, goodness. Geez, well, I'm glad that you did. That's great. <laughs> but we do for sure want to have you back on because it's fat. Like, I really knew nothing about this Calvinistic, b- biblical, blah, blah, blah. Fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. Thing, and I yeah. would love to, to hear more about your mental state and state of your heart as you're making these changes and, and how your family's reacting and yeah because yeah, wow they, and they know that you're not that you're going to a unitarian church now mm-hmm. that should be interesting and you live at home still yeah i need to know though when is the next end of the world because <laughs> i, I want to party it up well harold camping died in 2013 oh, so, so he's not coming that. up anymore. so now we'll never know 
<laughs> Damn it, Harold. <laughs> Maybe Dallin A. Jokes can predict the end of the world. Oh, he did. You he said if j- gay marriage is, is oh, allowed, yeah. that's the end of the world. You, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you uh, Google, let's see, what is it called? E-Bible Fellowship. They're always coming up with end of the worlds. Oh, oh fascinating. My dad was briefly involved with them and actually spoke at a couple of their meetings. We might have to have a new segment about end of the world. <laughs> What's today's end of today's the world? Today's end of the world brought to you by <laughs> E-Bible, blah, blah, blah. E-Bible in, Fellowship. In Jehovah's Oklahoma. Witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, let's uh, wrap this up and we will have you back on because, I'd wow. I'd love to come back. Wow, that's That's some nutty stuff. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You might want to start your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I just, you know, I need I need my Mary. Yeah, you do. It's always I, it's better with a co-host. Yeah, I, think. I feel a little awkward, just kind of by myself. Words don't want to come out. Mm. Gotcha. You did great today. Thank well, you, and thank welcome. you so much for being on. We're also super happy that you got out and that you're making your own choices. I'd love to see people making their own choices. It's beautiful. It's it's yeah. wonderful to be out. Mm-hmm. I I agree wholeheartedly. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's get to our party, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Party! Party! All right. That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Uh, Don't forget. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Have your pet spayed (laughs) or neutered. And steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later.